Hey everyone, we're excited to hop into another episode of Growth Snacks with you. Before we jump in, I wanna remind you that I'm not a licensed healthcare provider. My guests may or may not be, which I will disclose. Any coaching or support we provide on the call is not intended to be applied to everyone, while the intention is that we all learn from the process. If you're curious if the support we covered will work for you, please discuss it with your coach, therapist, or healthcare provider. With that being said, let's hop in. Snacks podcast, where we cover subjects to challenge your mind, your way of thinking, and we always try to find applicable challenges that you can implement in your life. It's an ongoing journey of constantly finding something else to challenge us in so that we can grow. Uh, this podcast is always fun and interruptive. I'm excited today because we have Annie, uh, who is a great friend of mine. I've known Annie for a while. I also know Annie's partner, uh, but I don't know them in the way that we're going to discuss today. And The subject for today is about open relationships, which is one of my favorite topics. I'm often asked by people who aren't in open relationships, how do they go about opening their relationship? How do they have the conversation with their partner? And questions along that line. So I'm very excited to be talking about this subject today. And I know that for you, Annie, you are in the process of opening up your relationship, figuring out what that looks like. So I'm very excited for y'all and the journey that you're, you're hopping on right now. Uh, before we hop in, because I got some questions for you, and our conversations always develop pretty organically, Annie, uh, is there anything you want to share about you, your background, that would help us have some context on the supports with this chat? Yeah. Hi, I'm Annie. I think the biggest context for me to add right now is that I identify as demisexual, meaning I don't find people attractive, like physically attractive, unless I have an emotional bond. So what that looks like for me is like, I've never dated and I have only been in relationships that have come out of like a friendship. And so I also realize that that is different (laughs) from other people. And so I never want to have that expectation within a relationship, um, especially as my, with my partner, my current partner. And so when you say you've never dated, are you saying you how many, how many partners have you had? How many, not partner, not sexual partners, but how many boyfriends or girlfriends have you had? I've been in three serious relationships and then like a situationship in high school and then like an on and off boyfriend in high school for a few years. All right. So we're going to say five relationships. Let's then? say five. Yeah. Let's say five. All right. So five relationships. And when you say you haven't dated, so that means things like dating apps, uh, services, you know, coffee dates to meet people. You've never done any of that stuff. None of that. None of that. I, I have, I also have a very specific way of making friends, which is I meet somebody and then I say, I'll text them or the next time we see each other, be like, do you want to be my friend? And that's how I, that's how I gain friendships because then I'm putting it out there that I want to invest my time with you. And so that's that's how it's always really happened in my life. Okay, so does this feel like the first time you're dating? Yes, yes. I don't know. I like, you know, people talk about like the dating game, like playing the game. I have no idea what that means. 
Like I have, when people in the past have expressed interest in me, um, I basically go, I don't understand what you're talking about. So I'm going to actively ignore it. Like I, I say that to them. Like, I'm just going to pretend you didn't say that because I don't know how to react to this. <laughs> okay. Wow. You're jumping into a, such an interesting world <laughs> having that background and your partner, what is their sexual orientation? They are like hetero flexible, I would say. And they also say that they're hypersexual. Right. So you have a hypersexual, heteroflexible partner. Yes. Right. Who is a they, who prefers the they pronoun. Yes. They are not binary. I just got to say, I love all of this. And you're going to confuse the hell out of some people. That's he step into this space. Yes. Okay. So that does provide a lot of background on what's going on here. And I can see already some um, cookie crumbs of why this might be complicated. So. Of the five relationships you've had, is this the first one that has been open? Yes. And how do you define open? In uh, general, how do you define open? And then I am I do want to get into in this relationship specifically what open is looking like. So uh, how I define open is like multiple sexual partners. And we've also I've also thought about what it means for them to have multiple relationships outside of our primary relationship. The way that we are defining it currently is just the sexual part, not exploring new intimate relationships. So I'm hearing that open for you is a, uh, a physical sexual exploration, not a emotional exploration. Yes, as of right now. Okay, as of right now. Right. And how long have you been thinking about or considering opening your relationship? Um, they first brought it up in maybe two years ago. It was sort of the start of the pandemic. And for me, when when they first brought it up, it wasn't surprising. Right. I don't think it was it was something that caught me off guard. I just knew that I also have like a lot of social conditioning to my first reaction was like, oh, am I not enough? When I know it's not about me, but that that was like the automatic reaction because of like what I've been hearing since I was young. And so at some point, you know, they were getting distraught because I was still uncomfortable with it. And one day I just said, look, this is all theory and I won't actually know how I feel until we dive in because I am just actively working against my conditioning. And I, that like, I, I don't know. I actually don't know because I happen to be more flexible than I think other people, or at least other people that I'm friends with mm -hmm. are. And so I don't foresee this being a bad thing. We just have to stop talking about it and just do it. Mm -hmm. And so it took two years to get to the, let's just do it part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> when they brought it up and I think that how in my experience with this, I think that how it's brought it up and how it's presented by the partner that wants to open up the relationship really matters and is important. And so I'm curious, two years ago, when this first came up, was it a curiosity on their end? Was it a, I really want to do this? Was it a demand? How did it come off on you when that first request came up uh, across your bow? It was sort of like, hey, I have crushes on people. And so I asked, oh, who? But there was no people. And so that was a little confusing. And so I think it started from there, from me being like, okay, so like when you have a crush, just let me know. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's 
anything like people look people have eyeballs you know you check people out and if you have a crush then I don't I've never thought that was a bad thing but I think that's how it was presented as like oh I actually do find people attractive I do want to I want to get to know them more and I want to like sort of explore polyamory Mm -hmm. and I think it was a little open-ended in the so do you want to explore polyamory with me like do you expect me to be a part of that journey or is this a journey for yourself and you just want me to green light it I think at first they wanted me to be a part of the journey Mm -hmm. and I think as time has gone on they've realized oh this is also I would I want you to be there for parts that you want to be there but mostly it's for me so that is an evolution right there so it sounds like it started off with some as something let's do this together and now it's this is really for me but with permission mm-hmm. that's what I'm hearing don't let me put words in your mouth that's what I'm hearing you say is that yeah. yeah I think when it changed from this is an us thing to a this is a me thing I had a reaction because I was like well, what this whole time you're talking about for the both of us and then all of a sudden it's not I mean of course things change so I was like, I can't hold you to what you said two years ago. And so what was the internal conversation that you had or the difference you felt internally between those two narratives? Like one, one being, this is for us, brings us closer together, something fun for us to do versus this new world, this new dynamic where it's, hey, this is for me and I want your support on it. What was the, the internal conversation that you had in both the scenarios? I think when it was the both of us, my internal conversation is like, wow, this is going to be a slow journey because I don't find people attractive and I don't know how to date. When it changed to this is for me, my internal conversation was I'm scared of being left behind or I'm scared of not growing with this person that we've like committed to each other and are actively building a life together. Earlier, you mentioned a not enough, like, am I not enough conversation? Are those related? I mean, you just said this fear of being left behind started flushing up for you. And then you made that statement earlier. And so when it came about that your partner switched it up and he said, hey, I want this actually for me, you know, what challenges were you faced with there? I think the biggest challenge is them wanting to have like, like real relationships outside of our own, because I think, okay. I'm not going to try and make this sound nice, but I have been with you through a lot of like downs. And so like in getting left behind, like, am I just going to get the person that is down and this other person is going to get all your good times, you know, Mm -hmm. am I this place where you can have all your big feelings and like, and I'll, you know, I'll take care of you. And then whenever you feel better, you, you go to somebody else. And I I think, I think that definitely stems from the fact that like in my friendships, even I am that person, like I'm the person that you call at like three in the morning when you're having a panic attack, because you know that I'm just going to stay on the phone with you. But then I don't get invited to going out or like the fun parts, your birthday, whatever, you know? And so that's the fear Mm -hmm. that you present this to them. Yes, in a way. Yes, in the way that I said, I'm scared of being left behind because 
because I'm scared that you're going to have this person that you feel like you can be fun and free and new to. And I'm going to, you're going to come home and you're going to be tired and you're not going to want to talk to me. And they know the friendships that I'm talking about um, because I've expressed that about those friendships, like you know, express it to them. You know, I just want to say, I mean, I, I don't know how many of those who listen to this podcast are in open relationships, but they relationships are hard, period, and they require communication. In my experience, open relationships require even more communication because you are involving other people and there's like emotional uh, feelings being shared, there's like sexual contact being shared, there's protection, personal safety involved. And so communicating at a high level is very important. So I, I mean, I think the way you're communicating it to me is very clear right now. Hmm. I want to clarify something though, because initially it sounded like sexually they wanted to do stuff with other people. Mm -hmm. Now it's sounding like they're going on dates and having relationships with other people. They haven't yet, but that is something that they do want to explore. Yeah. Yeah. That's their intention. Mm -hmm. All right. What do you want? I want them to feel fulfilled and whole. And I want to feel like we're still building the life that we've like envisioned for ourselves. Which is what? What's that life um, like? Marriage, um, owning a yard, a house with a yard in terms of material representation of having, having assets together and like talking about, when I talk about marriage, it's just like that commitment even though we live together and we do like we do a lot of things together, I know that marriage isn't like the end point and it probably won't even change how our day-to-day looks. But there's just something about the feeling of this person is now like bound to each other and people know that that is that feels like forward trajectory versus being partners forever without that. And I feel like it's such a, it feels so superficial because our life won't really look any different. Yeah. And then wanting to like do projects together. So they're, they're going into massage therapy and just seeing where that career could take them, feeling settled and safe in the life that we have. What's driving the tears for you right now, Annie? Sometimes it feels like we're not going to get there because I think it's because we talked about it and they had set an expectation of like, oh, I want to, I want to propose to you in 2020. So we talked about previously, so before 2020, I want to propose to you in 2020. And then 2020 came and the light and the world exploded and our lives exploded and, and a lot of personal trauma happened. And I knew that it's fine. Like it doesn't matter. But at this point, it also feels like it's postponed indefinitely. And I feel like, dang, if only we didn't talk about it before, I, I wouldn't have that expectation. And that expectation having not come to fruition, what is that? What is that impacting in the relationship? Is it impacting trust? Is it, I mean, you said safe earlier when you talk about the life that you wanted. Is it impacting safety for you? What? Yeah, it, it impacts maybe not trust, but yeah, safety, security in the relationship because of like financial instability. I feel like we had this conversation of like, you know, we had debt and like I worked really hard and we worked really hard to pay it off. 
And so when we did, I felt like such a huge amount of relief because it felt like now we can, now we can start saving for this life, you know, this life that we want costs money, you know, and it costs, and it requires a lot of forethought and planning. And so maybe it also impacts how I feel as a partner. Am I a priority? Is this life that we have said that we wanted together? Is that a priority? And I know that I am patient because I know what they're going through, like mental health wise, physically, physical health wise. And so I don't want to rush anything. You know, I want it to come from a place of like, yes, I'm ready. I want to do it. I'm planning for it. And so, yeah, I'm ready. But I also know that I can't make them ready before they they are. Is this the biggest challenge in opening the relationship, the safety and, you know, just calling out what I see. You're like, hey, here's the life I want. It's the marriage. It's the art. It's, it's these material things that know that we're doing well. Um, I heard you say doing projects together. Then I heard you mention safety. And right now you're in a place where you're opening your relationship up. But it also sounds like those things in that life vision aren't there yet. Yeah. And it sounds like you're waiting for them to really be proactive and driving towards that life. Yeah. So do you want to be opening your relationship up right now? What do you want? And I asked this question like 10 minutes ago. And the first, your first answer was making them happy. Your first response was something about them, not about you. When the question was, what do you want? And so I'm curious, like putting everything aside, what do you really want right now? I think for me, I don't see an issue with opening up my relationship for myself because I don't, I operate in, in the way that I operate. I want to be friends with people. I like to go out and have fun. And I think that it's fun to do new things. And so do I want to open our relationship? I don't think I have a yes or no. I think I'm pretty neutral about it, actually. I think because there's no expectation for me to date or to have other partners that I don't feel, I don't feel pressured to do anything differently. But if I wanted to get to know other people, then I have the permission to do that. Okay. So you're neutral. Yeah. Okay. What is that? What is that smirk? Well, (laughs) because my experience of the conversation thus far has not been neutral. (laughs) Not been that there's no emotion coming up. My experience has been there's a lot of emotion coming up around this that is not neutral. I do, I don't think you're lying to me. I do think that you opening up the relationship that you said from your standpoint is neutral. But what I'm also hearing underlying this is a lack of security and a lack of safety in the relationship. And so your partner wants to open things up. And I believe that they want to be with you, right? They want to open things up, but the short upness of the relationship on your end, like the stability, the firmness of it on your end that you were basically promised two years ago isn't there. Yeah. So given that you're neutral and the relationship is opening up, I'm curious, like, where do you want to be with your emotions around an open relationship over the next couple of months? Like, do you want to feel this way about it? Like, what is the ideal state for you emotionally around this open relationship? I think ideally it would be that because there's more space to explore and to express that it will then create space for thinking about how our relationship is a priority and how like there is forward momentum within the relationship. 
I feel like it sounds backwards because it's like, why would you open up your relationship when you don't feel secure or when you, you're not getting prioritized, like other people are going to come in and it's going to like muck it up. Right. But from my experience with this relationship and with past relationships, is that like the whole, the harder I hold on to things because I can be pretty like one tracked mind, like this is my goal and I'm going to get there, that, that it ends up actually just stifling, like I end up stifling them and making them feel like they're not a priority, only my goals are the priority. And so for me, my goal within the next few months is for that safety to come back in a way that that makes me feel like by them being free to express themselves and explore whatever they want to explore, that it's no longer this thing is over their head or emotionally they feel like I'm like holding them hostage when they know that they want the same thing. I feel like it sounds really terrible, but it's like this idea of like, if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back, then it's meant to be, but like way not that serious. Right. I'm going to let you fly and that'll help you realize how awesome this is and you'll want to be in this. Yeah. Okay. Do they know that's your goal and your intention? I think so. I think it also comes into the fact that like my family has sort of muddled in our relationship as well. So like the the path that we have been on, once my family like set expectations around it, it all of a sudden felt like there's time pressure. Mm. And so I want to take that out of it because it's still the same path. So I want to, I think in opening up the relationship in the, the next few months, I just want to bring back the centering of us. Right. And I acknowledge you for leaning into it. I know you, before we hopped on, you said you just went to your first play party this past weekend and that experience. And it wasn't, it wasn't a home run, but it also wasn't like a a pure strikeout, right? Yeah. Yeah. So given that you're in a ego fracturing experience right now, and you're like definitely going through it in this, in this relationship, you're experimenting, experimenting with something new, you're experiencing a lot of growth. Like what, in terms of the challenges you're facing, what would most support you right now? How do you date? How do how do people date? I don't know how to do it. I feel like that would be super supportive because I don't talk to people. Like I talk to my friends, but that's because we have explicitly agreed that we are friends. Okay. You know? Like we're friends. We're under a friend contract, mutual friends, right? Exactly. Exactly. In any relationship that I've ever formed in my entire life, you know that you're a priority in my life because I have explicitly told you. But I feel like in dating, it's not like that. No. And so supportive right now in this moment would be I exchanged numbers with this guy from the party. And currently I regret this decision (laughs) because he's a nice person, also suffers from migraines, also a demisexual. And so it was like, wow, wow, wow. Like we have pretty big things in common. And for me, after I go out, like I would rather not talk to anyone at all. The next day is spent just vegging out because people people don't necessarily excite me mm-hmm. unless we already have a relationship, unless we already are friends, right? Mm-hmm. And so then this guy te- that night texted me and then the next day texted me multiple times within like a two hour time span. Bruh. I don't need to talk to anyone today. And I don't need you to tell me how outrageously attractive I am the next day. You already said it once. You don't have to say it again. And you don't have to say it through text. Uh-huh. 
And in my head, it's like, is this normal? Is this what you do? Do people just say these things out loud to other people without warning? Is this what I do when I date? Yeah. No. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not overbearing. I don't send I don't send unsolicited pics. I don't, yeah, I don't send like eight texts in a row. I don't call anyone out their name when they decide they don't want to talk to me, but there is a lot of that out there. Okay. I don't even know if you want to date at all. For like personally, I don't, I don't it, it's not like you just want to meet people and then not talk to them or maybe talk to them later. So I don't, I don't even know if like you dating is the thing you want to do. Dating is, there's a lot out there. I think how you approach it matters though. Like you can be honest with people and they're going to take that how they take it. I always tell people this, your job is to be honest with what you're really going through and what your intentions are and what you want. And people are going to do what they do with that. If they're assholes, they're going to do asshole things. If they're insecure, they're going to take that in an insecure way. But if you don't say what you want and state what you need, Hey, let me get a couple of days of space. I'll circle back to you when I'm down to hang out. Mm-hmm. If he takes it the wrong way, then you aren't going to be friends with that person anyway. Yeah. Right? I think that we can save ourselves a lot of time just by making our intentions clear. I think there's a lot of games on apps and stuff like that. There's a lot of games mm-hmm. to play. It sounds like you don't want to play games. No, I don't think I ever have. But I feel like when we've gone out together, like me and you have gone out and then we like, you know, have a good time. You know, we meet people. Maybe there's a sloppy kiss in there. Like, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the dancing together. Don't give me your phone number. I will not follow up. Let's just have this night be our fun time and let it be good in memories. Okay. So, so maybe, maybe I don't want to date, but I feel like it is still supportive to know what do you do when you date? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a loaded question. You're asking such a big question. I, I think that 20 minutes ago, like, what do you want? A, a solid definition of what you want your open dating life to look like would be so great right now because it might be, I want to go out, have a couple of drinks, make out with people, and that's it. Or maybe I want to go out, make out with people, I'll sleep with some of them, and then that's it. And so for you, if like that's the case, then that's fine. It's just like your intended is going to run into theirs. He might want something ongoing. He might want a friends with benefits situation that he can call from time to time. There just gets to be a discussion about that. I think dating gets weird when people aren't being honest about what they want or when someone's trying to like convince someone else to come to their side of the fence and do the sorts of things that they want, right? Okay, so I feel like, yeah, you're right. I am making it confusing and messy. I don't want to date. I just want to go dance, make out and never see them again. Okay. Or if I see them again, it's fine because then I'd be like, oh yeah, we had such a great time last time. Let's hang out at this event. But like outside of that, I got a lot of relationships that I foster. Okay. All right. What's this guy? So let's get this guy in the name. The guy who texts me? Yep. Otter Pop. Otter Pop. All right. So Otter Pop is sexy a bit too much right now. Do you want to go dancing with him and make out with him? Or is he one of the ones you don't want to see again? No. If I see him again, sure, we will hang out and we'll dance. And I think it will be a fun time, but I'm not going to go. I don't want to go out of my way to go to an event with him. All right. So you get to just be honest and transparent about that. Like, hey, if I see a look forward to seeing you again at the next one, it'll be fun. Maybe we can like dance and, and, and have a good time. But otherwise, like I'm not really looking to like maintain friendships right now just yet. And like, I'm just, I'm just jumping into this and I'm trying to figure out what this means for me. But like, if I see you at the next one, I'm down to reconnect, you know, and he'll respect that or he won't, or he won't. But what I have found 
is that in this open space, people are very, very respectful. They're very open, like permission, all of that stuff is so important. No one wants to get kicked out of the space. So people are overwhelmingly nice. And so I'm curious, are you down to send that message as practice for the number of times you're gonna to have to send this in the future to future people? Yes. Okay, yes. Why, when, why when are you sending that message out? By today at 7 p.m. 7 p.m., all right. PST. 7 p.m. PST, excellent. All right, I want a screenshot and then I also want to follow up. I want to know how he took it. Okay. I'm hoping that this guy surprises you. And if Otter Pop goes the other direction, we'll talk about that too. Because okay. sometimes they do. You know, you can go on Tinder Reddit and see a bunch of people responding pretty horribly to, to letdowns and turndowns. And like, that's just what they do. It has nothing to do with the person that turned them down. It's just, it's just how they take it. You know, we're dealing with humans here. It's also the fun in it, Amy. Yeah. You're having fun. I mean, you're, you're laughing now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is just like, it's just really interesting because what he's doing is not different from what I would do in terms of a friendship. If, like if we hung out and then it's like, Hey, can I get your number? Like let's hang out regularly or whatever. I'll definitely text, maybe not the next day, but I'll definitely text and initiate a conversation and like be excited about it. I thought it was just really interesting that I wasn't excited. Yeah, right. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> You'll meet someone who excites you, I promise you. Mm. All right. Was it supportive? Yes. Okay. 7 p.m. By 7 p.m. Before 7 p.m. I expect that. That screenshot. And just to wrap this up, I just a reminder to everyone who's out there dating and on the apps like. In a world of everyone pretending to be something that they're not or try to figure out the perfect opening line, honesty still works. We can just be honest with each other about our intentions, about what we're interested in. And here's the thing, you don't need 100 matches on an app to find a date. Like one solid match is way better than 99 bad ones that aren't going anywhere. Save your time, save your energy, just be freaking honest. And trust that the people that are aligned with what you want, they're going to find it. They're going to find you. They're going to be down to hang out. You're going to save a bunch of time and you're going to have a much better time right, than getting in the back and forth with people who don't deserve your time today. So just be honest. Annie, thanks for hopping on today. This is, this is awesome. I feel like I learned a lot about you and what you're going through right now in your relationship. And, and I'm excited about how this continues to evolve. I know that if we hop back on in three months, the openness of this relationship is going to be in a much different space. So um, I acknowledge you for like leaning into it, for trying to be neutral about it, and for the growth you're about to experience along the way. Thanks. This was fun. I mean, it was nerve-wracking, but it was good. Yeah. I feel like the amount of times you you brought it back to um, what do you want really made me uncomfortable, which is sort of the point. So thank you for that. Sounds like there's a, a homework assignment around figuring out what exactly you want mm -hmm. and having that be concise. Yeah, for sure. Is that homework number two for you? Yes. Yes, definitely. Can't wait to hear what you want. And now before we go, let's hop into our favorite part of the call so we discuss what we learned today. And so with that, let's kick off our debrief. Yes, I thought that was a, a, a powerful episode. I, I learned a lot about my friend just by asking some deep questions about what's going on with them opening up the relationship. But I think what really stood out to me is, is my own journey I'm going through with, with my relationship and thinking about when am I proposing? And my intention was to do that this year and now I'm halfway through the year. And so hearing a friend of mine and what she's going through with safety in her relationship, 
because there was this intention to get proposed in 2020, now it's 2022 and it hadn't happened. And I can just imagine how I feel, thinking a proposal was gonna happen, it hasn't. Two years later, you come in, you're asking me to open up the relationship. It's like, wait a second, like, fuck you. I don't wanna open up this relationship. I don't even know what this relationship is right now. You said we we're gonna be somewhere that we're not. This life that we want, that we said we we're building together, it's not happening yet. And you're coming to me saying, not only do you want to open it up sexually, you want to open it up emotionally and go have relationships with other people. And so now my sense of security is gone. And so honestly, you know, I completely acknowledge the amount of effort that it takes to be neutral in a place like that and acknowledge any for the work that she's doing on that. But damn, you know, that's a tough place to be. And this is what happens when we don't keep our word. When we promise people things and it doesn't happen and it chips away at the integrity in the relationship. And that's why whatever the promise was, like, keep it, like, keep, we got to keep our promises. We have to live up to it. And even that, that's for me, like if my intention was to propose this year, then like I get to go ring shopping. I get to ask the parents that question. I get to figure out how to make this happen because this isn't what I want to create in my relationship. And it's such a reminder of like, why we do these things in the first place. Like that wasn't a growth nugget I expected to take from that conversation, but I'm so glad, so glad that it came up. That's it for today. I'm excited to see you all on, on a future podcast. Hope that you found something to benefit you today. If you have any feedback for me or you have a subject that you want us to co- cover, feel free to hit us up. Uh, go to bmartlives.com slash snacks. If you want to send something forward for us to, to look into, or if you know that you want to hop on as a caller in a future episode, happy to have you. I'll make sure I bring on like a coach or a co-host uh, that can support whatever you're going through also. Again, until next time, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else.